Hey y'all, it's Amy and I am here with Horse Moms Approved and our episode four of the podcast. No, you didn't fall asleep and miss out on anything. It has been quite a while since I've done a podcast. Um, I'm actually looking at the outline I wrote for this podcast. I wrote it on April 25th and here we are May 20th. So it's been a good few weeks, and I will say there's been there's been a lot that's gone on. Some good, some bad. I definitely felt like my conviction and kind of my belief and, and even my courage took a, a pretty big hit, um, and I really wasn't ready to talk about it, and I, I might not be ready today, but I'm going to give it a shot, and I want to invite everybody in um, and kind of share my experience, because if we don't share these experiences and we don't you know, let people know what the world is really like, um, people can continue to operate in those ways. So it, it's an interesting place that I find myself in. I'm always, I'm not very comfortable being in this position. I don't like to be perceived as being judgmental or, or kind of having some strong opinions. I have strong opinions, but I don't like to inflict my strong opinions on others, so to speak. But the title that I would give this podcast and what, what I want to talk about is perspective and agility. Because in all things in life, perspective is everything. And although I may see certain things a certain way, others will perceive it differently. Others who are even involved will perceive it differently. And that's okay. And I think we always have to leave room for everybody's perspective. That, that's what makes us all unique and different. I think what's more important is agility, and it's kind of just how do we adapt, how do we move forward, how do we move on, and how do we find our purpose and what's important in life, and I'm always thinking about that as my next step, so even though I haven't been able to be more confident to share with you guys, I have been very busy with agility and next steps and planning and thinking about what um, what the next week looks like, what the next month looks like, what the next six months looks like. So I am happy to be back with you guys and and here I'm going to share it with you. Um, It was probably such a downer, like what an intro. Oh God, what are we going to talk about? Somebody pour a little wine, right? It's it's kind of funny, but um, to pick up where we left off, right? We were in Valley View, Texas. It was absolutely gorgeous there. We were having um, a really interesting time exploring the area and getting familiar with it. Um, uh, we were staying in the cubby hole, and I talked a little bit about it in the earlier podcast, but um, I really wanted to kind of cover it in more detail because um, when we talk about perspective and agility, that's what it's all about, right? So I booked it online. It was a um, it was a, a compromise because I knew we weren't going to have our new trailer ready in time for um, for the trip and that we wouldn't be able to stay in the trailer that we had today so what what were we going to do and it was like a gift follow the journey right everybody says what 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 comes next open that door and walk through it so um the woman that i had been speaking with at the rv park where i planned to park the trailer said hey we've got cabins here <laughs> in my mind i was like oh how great a cabin on a lake how peaceful and what a wonderful setting this will be amazing i love it um, you know, it it would be so much fun. And so when we pulled in there, it wasn't quite what we expected. Actually, it wasn't at all what we expected. I was thinking of something that was more 
of a resort or, or campground recreational place where people come with their RVs and hook up for a week or two to stay by the lake. But in reality, it was nothing more than just kind of really a, um, an RV park where, where, for the most part, people lived there continuously or year year round. Um, but on the whole, it was still nice. The people were very friendly. The cabin was really just a um, a kind of a, a, a a trailer or a mobile home and it wasn't even a whole mobile home it was half of one <laughs> so there was a king-size bed which she had let me know and I thought oh great king-size bed and then you know we'll put an air mattress or something on the floor well n- no the king-size bed took up the pretty much the whole space we had a good-sized wardrobe with help with storage um, there was a kitchenette area which was just kind of the length of one wall with a sink a mini fridge no freezer, um, and and then a microwave on the counter. Um, and then there was a bathroom, and the bathroom was just your basic toilet and a standing shower. No sink in the bathroom, so we shared a sink. In the kitchen was also the bathroom sink, so you brushed your teeth, and there was very conveniently a nice mirror in front of the sink in the kitchen to help you brush your teeth and put your makeup on. So... Um, yeah, first impressions were like OMG, and then, you know, as we, as I grew to adapt to it and, and figure out what I needed to make things work and, and, and whatnot, um, we just focused on what was important. It was clean. It was safe. It was um, nice AC and heat. Uh, the water pressure was good and warm, um, although you had, to, you had to wash quick or you would run out of water quickly. Um, so, so many things that are just really important, and it, it is. It's all about perspective. What do you find important? What do you need to get by? I already knew going in that I didn't need a lot, and I was just reinforcement of that. We adapted quickly. You know, I added a few things that we needed here and there, and, you know, I made the cubby hole a home, and I think it worked out really well. But I think it's just one of those things that you draw on past experiences. I had moved so much when I was before I was married um every year we used to laugh new apartment new places to adjust to and I mean these apartments weren't grandiosa we were living in Dorchester we were living in South Boston we were living you know whatever the next best place was and you always had to adapt some new storage trick or some way to make something work um even to the point when we built the addition on my house in Brockton for my mom you know, we had a whole kitchenette set up for her, but we weren't allowed to make it a, a legal in-law, so we couldn't have a stove. And that was fine. So we made adaptions, and Mom had a hot plate. So one of the first things I did, I went out and bought a hot plate. You know, and I, I would cook meals and dinners, and I would just remember my mom standing there with her pot on her hot plate, just kind of cooking away whatever delicious meal uh, she needed. Um, she had a toaster oven. I bought a toaster oven. At the end of the day, it really was all we needed. Uh, we weren't lacking in anything except a freezer. I'm going to say if you don't have a freezer and you're trying to live a normal life, it is a challenge for sure. So um, I'm going to have to put freezer on the must-have list going forward. But still, we made it work, you know. Um, we had to change the way we ate. Maybe we didn't eat as much processed food. Maybe we didn't eat as much frozen food wasn't a bad thing and it was all really good um it really reminded me of i had this little apartment in the Ponset circle we called it the garrett apartment and it had this cute little half door that would go out onto 
a roof deck. And if you can't see me, which you can't, I'm doing the air quotes on that because um, it wasn't a roof deck at all. It was just the roof. But the door led out to the roof deck and it was the cutest little thing. And when I first moved in there, my mom said, hey, this is your, your garret apartment. It's like you're in Paris, you know? And mom was always really great about painting that picture and saying, it's not what you see, it's what you perceive it to be, you know? And then you have to be agile and you have to figure out how to make your perception fit. How does it fit into your life? Um, so it was great. At the end of the day, we spent the whole month of April in the little cubby hole and, you know, I really grew to love the place. I really grew to like the people there. They were so friendly and helpful and I can't say um, enough good things about it. So, so it was kind of uh, the little um, apartment and the cubby hole situation. So fast forward and kind of where we hit some rough waters um, is we knew kind of halfway through April that probably wasn't a good fit where we were at. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details of, of it, but I think the best way to sum it up is, is that it was a situation going in where you had, you know, a 15 year old who essentially still needs some supervision and guidance. And, you know, after all, that's what we were there for was for him to have a learning experience and maybe a person who just really didn't quite grasp that concept of what it was going to be like to have, to be a mentor or to be a coach to somebody younger um, that needed more supervision and more oversight. Um, so halfway through the month, yeah, I think we knew it wasn't really working out. Um, but I, I said to Tristan, I said, that's life. Sometimes things don't work out. And that's the best way you manage that is how do you deal with it going forward? No, we're not just going to pack up and go home. No, you're going to finish out your time here. He still worked every day, um, all day, and did whatever was asked of him while he was there. He didn't get much in the way of an education, which is kind of the trade-off of what was expected in terms of, you know, the free labor. But um, he did, you know, I'll take that back. He did get a good education in some areas. You know, he, he learned a lot about horse care, horse feeding. Um, you know, he worked really closely with somebody who um, worked with a vet. So there was a lot of, of, of tending horses, watching over horses when they were maybe showing signs of colic or other ailments, you know. So um, there, there was actually a really strong aspect in terms of nutrition and, and that type of horse care. So I think that that's, that's a huge takeaway. And, you know, it's never, it's never a bad experience. It's just choosing to take away from it what you learned. And so we knew going in that, that well, not going in, we knew halfway through that it wasn't going to be the right place for us. We were extremely lucky to have, have connected um, on our way down to Texas. We connected down with an old friend who was already here and working with a trainer and was right there to say, hey, you know what? These things don't always work out. It, you know, it's very frequent that they don't. And the right fit and the right place is really super important. I know a place. I have a, a contact. Let me put you in contact with that person and you can see if that'll work for you. And luckily, it did. So fast forward, here we are. I think we're three weeks in at the new place and uh, I can't say enough wonderful things. It has been such a godsend. It's so great to be um, at a community, at a barn. It feels more like a community. It feels more like home. There's such a, a great, positive atmosphere. Tristan's learned 
so much. Like the first day there, he said, I learned more, I did more riding and I learned more on my first day here than I did my, my whole four weeks at, at um, Valley View. So I can't, um, I can't say enough. I'm, I can only say thank God and, and following the process, trusting the journey, however you want to quantify it. But um, it, did, it wasn't easy to get here and there was a lot of um, ugliness in, the, uh, in between, but, but I'm so glad to be here now. I'm glad we stuck it out. I'm glad that I persevered. You know, um, I'm not one to shy from a challenge. So yeah, we had to move. We had to find a new place and we had to settle in. And, 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 and then in the midst of all that, you know, a, a good friend was coming down um, to Oklahoma and she said, hey, come meet us. And I thought, you know what? That's just what we need. We need a weekend off to just kind of disconnect from all of those responsibilities and all of those those things that were unpleasant and just kind of wipe that slate clean. So big shout out to Julie, Meg, and Meg for having us up and showing us Oklahoma City and kind of just living that um, that life of, of just being free to choose what's next and kind of wiping our our minds clean, wiping that slate clean and just saying, hey, we've got a fresh start, right? Every day you can choose to start fresh and that's that was the most important part. So many life lessons here for Tristan and I, I think it's been really great for him to know along the way that you're not stuck and you don't have to stay, you know, you don't have to necessarily stay in a place that you're you're not thriving, but at the same time you do have a level of responsibility. You know, what did you commit to trying not to leave somebody high and dry. You know, we made sure we gave plenty of time um, and notice so that they understood, you know, we were leaving and so forth. So lots of really good life lessons here. And, you know, here we are on the other side of it with some some positive things going on. So probably going to have a lot more to come. Um, there's still some um, unknowns here. We, I have replaced the cubby hole with what I'm calling the studio. Um, and I have to say, I like the space a lot better. Number one, because there's two beds. <laughs> and so I don't have to share a king size bed anymore with my stinky teenager. Um, there's a really a full size bathroom, a freezer, um, a lot more space. So, you know, we can kind of spread out a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm the only one here. He's at the ranch all day, every day, his work schedule is a lot more reasonable um, here, but he's, you know, we all know Tristan, he still chooses to be at the barn every day. He's lucky enough to also be able to work, you know, not just on his colt starting and kind of his foundation training, but also continue to do some of the barrel work too. And I'm really pleased to see the progress he's made. Texas is a different world, you know, we've, we've done so much up north and, and, you know, we all do what we know is best. And then you can come down to Texas and then you have like, 500 other opinions um so it's important to keep perspective and be agile you know sometimes somebody may have a new tip or a new thought that is helpful and sometimes you just got to stick with what you know and just have some conviction in and kind of like the decisions you made along the way and i think there's room for both and all of that so just a little bit about myself from a personal perspective so um I've said it once, I've said it twice. Yeah, it was difficult. I definitely had my, my confidence shook in the terms of saying, you know, what did I do? Did I make the right choice? What, what am I here? You know, I've left everything behind in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And, you know, I'm just winging it to some extent. You know, what an idiot. But 
Um, I'm glad I did. Yeah, I, you know, I've come through the other side with some of that, of course, lots of lessons learned, but, but I don't regret it. And I think that we're in the right place. At, at some point, the romance wears off, right? So it's not Texas. Wow, what a new place anymore. Um, it's groceries and laundry and still cooking dinner and still working a full-time job and, and figuring it all out. And so I think we're kind of at that point where the honeymoon's over, but at the same time, uh, that's okay. We've settled into a routine. Um, I feel really positive about the distance between Tristan and I. I. I feel like I've always felt like I was always a little too close when it came to you know, what was happening with the horses and how he was managing things. Um, I've been able to take a huge step back from that and kind of give him that space, but also give him not so much the space for him to make those decisions, but give other people space to come in, right? And, and you know, maybe that was short-sighted of me. Maybe I should have done that earlier um, and let, let more people in. But now that, that that door is open and that space is there, you know, people come in and instead of them coming to me and saying, you know, all these things that Tristan has done or needs to do. No, these people are just, you know, holding him accountable every day. I make it sound horrible. It's not horrible because he doesn't need to be held accountable every day because they're just right there with him every single moment of the day. It's not, he's not alone trying to, you know, clean 26 stalls by himself. No, these, this group of people work together. It's a team atmosphere. They have a goal. We'll do these things today and we'll do those things tomorrow and we'll do it together. And, you know, and then, hey, let's get some riding done. And Tristan, let's work on this. And great, now it's our turn. You watch us. You know, it's just so refreshing to see what a real, what a team like that can look like, you know, and having people come together and actually care and know when you're a mentor, it's not just about pointing out things you don't do well. It's also about praising you on the things you are doing well and encouraging you to think outside the box and think differently. Um, I remember one about maybe, maybe about a week ago, one comment I had heard was like, you know, it was so great because Tristan just kind of came and gave a report. And <laughs> I think there's a lot of us that know that sometimes that was a hard thing to do to get out of Tristan, to get him to share, you know, his experience or what happened on a ride or things like that. But, you know, it's just... I think having that openness and that accept that level of acceptance has really just allowed him to be a little more open. He's still Tristan, don't get me wrong, um, and I'm sure we'll hear from him soon. So I think that pretty much brings us up to date. I, I didn't want to get into too much of the the nitty gritties here, but I, I did want to reach out for some people. I know people are asking, like, where's the podcast or what's going on? Um, Diamond's been lame for a couple of weeks, so... We haven't been doing any barrel racing, which is just fine because we've been settling in on other things. But I think, I think he's got a big, um, he might, not a big, but I think he has a show coming up this weekend that we're planning on going. So hopefully we'll have more to come from that. I'm excited because I have a friend who's coming for the weekend. So I get probably my first opportunity to have a little girl time and to just kind of get out and explore Texas a little more. Less about the horses and more just about what Texas has to offer. I think we're going to head to Austin for a night um, and a few other things. So I'm really excited for that. Looking forward to it. Uh, It's been tough. I'm not going to lie. And, um, you know, I've reached out to friends. I've looked for some support from my support group, you know, to the best that uh, we all can be there for each other. So that's a wonderful thing to have in your your corner. Um, 
but you know it's all positive and I think um, we've got some probably some big changes coming our way pretty soon so stay tuned and thanks for listening it's horse mom approved talk to you soon y'all